Welcome to the E&S Wolves podcast with your host, Nathan Judah, and Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears. Well, hello everybody, welcome to the E&S Wolves! Podcast is episode 99, it's episode 99, we've been away for a while, we're back with the penultimate episode before episode 100, I'm Nathan Judy, your host, I'm here with the multi-award winning platinum artist, my friend, Wolverhampton Wanderers correspondent of the Express and Star, Mr. Timothy Spears, how the devil are you, Spierzo? Good, very good, thank you, uh, I'd just like to uh, briefly pause this podcast for a little musical interlude. Oh, God. Here we go. When I get older, losing my head. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Will he still be sending me a Valentine? Birthday greetings, bottle of wine. If I'd be out till quarter to three, would you lock the door? What a tune. <laughs> Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm 64. Yes, that's right. Oh, yeah. This week, in case you missed it, was Nathan Judah's birthday. Oh, he birthday enjoyed, he's edging me. nearer to 64. He hit the big 4-0 this week. Happy birthday, yeah. Nathan. You're such a, oh, I can't swear. You're such a. Happy birthday, Nathan. <laughs> so, you see, Happy when birthday. you put. You're an idiot. You're an absolute tool. So when you say 40, then people, I don't know why, you've got some kind of following, believe what you say, like, you know, you're a journalist and that everything you say is truth, which is absolute rubbish. Happy birthday! Oh, <laughs> I end you to start with a big gif or jif, whatever way you want to say it. Oh, fuck yeah. All right, granddad. Oh, Is it gif or jif? I don't know. <laughs> Those, are the... <laughs> Those are things I've got to ponder now into my, into my later stages of life. I'm not 40. If I was 40, I'd look incredible. I'm 38. 38, and it's moisturiser, Tim, and you need plenty of it. I'll be giving you some keels when we finish this podcast. Allegedly 38. I'm 38. Check it on... Uh... Oh, don't check it, actually. It's probably not, not best. You work. did tell me in Switzerland it was your 40th No, I didn't. Well, you, well, you... <laughs> you see, you see you're, not, you're not doing yourself any favours here because the two of us, you're taking, you're taking the mick. I wanted to swear, but I'll save that for, for next week. You can um, say piss, it's fine. Wow, it's incredible. <laughs> um... But you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of people. I was gonna say the number there. We're gonna have a lot of people next week. Like oh, the podcast, the podcast. So you, you know, if you're going at me now hard, you can imagine. You can imagine <laughs> the punishment you're gonna take. Next I'm sure Thursday. you need no encouragement, and I think you're forgetting a little something called Salmon Gate, uh, Mr. <laughs> Judah, of which you are still owed. <laughs> and, and what's just happened there is only a partial, oh, no, uh, partial don't, revenge. Don't, don't. Revenge. Oh God! Anyway, how was your birthday? I saw you. Uh, I saw you uh, got a special birthday message <laughs> from one of your all-time heroes, a man who's been, who's made a living out of uh, rolling around in little leather pants, wow. uh, wearing How nothing dare else. You? That's blasphemous. With, with other men, uh, who's apparently one of your heroes. So. You, I, bet, I bet that went down well in the office yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Hitman Hart, absolute living legend. <laughs> are, you, are you having a giraffe? Even if you didn't like wrestling, you know who Bret the Hitman Hart is. The excellence of execution. And you're having a giraffe. I don't know. <laughs> You've already said that. Uh, no, I, I genuinely don't. I know of The Rock. Oh, come on, man. Um, oh, come on. 
Brett the Hitman Hart was iconic in the Attitude Era. And that cold man, what was his name? Oh my god, still cold. <laughs> He's dropped his pad. He's I'll, <laughs> I'll say I've dropped my notes, but I can, go, I can pretty much go with this. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you mean? Yeah, that's it. That's kind it. of the era yep. we're talking about. Brett the Hitman Hart were um, Canadian, absolutely 100% my favourite wrestler of all time when I loved wrestling. Not that I've stopped love wrestling. Um, but he's 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 iconic. He's unbelievable. Uh, so, uh, he, yeah, so you, you had a couple of replies to that to that to that nice message. Yeah, yeah, very good. If yeah. if you love that guy, yeah, uh, from people saying, oh, I used to love that guy when I was growing up. Uh, Nathan <laughs> hasn't quite got out of that phase yet. The sharpshooter was one of the best finishing moves of, of well ever in WWE history. I and think. what was his finishing move? The sharpshooter. It's a submission move. Yeah. No, where he kind of like. Um, Gets gets the legs in like almost like a figure four, turns them over, and then leans back. You've done that agony. a few times. Yeah, yeah, damn right, I have. <laughs> so that was lovely. Yeah, no, we uh, had, a, had a nice day with the with, with the missus. Uh, the two dogs. Mum came over. Uh, what did we? Well, we're going to go to Leamington Spa, but it was raining, raining all day. Horrible rain yesterday. So we uh, went to an escape. Well, at your age, you want to stay indoors, don't you, yeah. mate? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Went to an escape room in Coventry. Oh, did yeah. two escape rooms. Oh, okay. Uh, the first one we failed miserably at, um, called Heist. We didn't even get into the... Have you been to an escape room? No, no. I'll be honest, being in a room with you is almost like an escape room, trying to find a way to get out as quick as possible. That's what you've got to do, deciphering a lot of codes and clues. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of listeners have done an escape room. It's very fun. It's fun. We should do it one time. Maybe that's something we should, we should record. I feel maybe a podcast from an escape room. Okay. Um, lot, lot, lot of codes, lot, lot of locks, and you go through into different rooms, and then hopefully your your aim is to get out of the room within one hour. That's kind of like the main the main aim of it. So we got locked. Yeah. We got locked in the first time. We didn't get through into. We got into a second room. It was very cool. I had to try and steal a painting, um, but we just couldn't get the clues. It was very difficult. So we stayed and did a second one, which was a horror, um, a horror. Um, Room and uh, we had to kind of like this doll was possessed and we had to try and get out and kill the doll and the demon that possessed it and um, within an hour and we got out after thirty six minutes so it was quite quite triumphant of us. Wow. Yeah. No, you seem you seem riveted. <laughs> no, great. Uh, Peep. Pe- so stuff. listen, I'm sure you've enjoyed escape rooms. If you if you've done it, tweet tweet us and see what your thoughts are. You can't take any pictures in there. Or it's very secretive, so people you don't want to spoil the surprise. Right. Um, then we had some sushi afterwards and it was it was a very nice day. That's a very Nathan day. What do you mean? What? What, Brett Hitman Heart message, two yes. escape rooms and a, and, and a bit of sushi? Yes. It's, I, well, Any alcohol involved for you? Uh, no, no alcohol. No, no alcohol. Well, I was, I was away. I, I did have a few a few messy nights mm. in Thailand, so... Um, <laughs> goodness me, I'm just setting you up here, aren't I? <laughs> Tell you what, have you, have you ever heard of a ping pong show? Um, I, I, yeah, the picture quite. Oh. Uh, the picture you sent me was quite interesting. Got <laughs> <laughs> to say. I tell you what. I tell you what. There's no batting going on here. There's no backhands and forehands. Well, there's a few backhands, but no forehands. It's, it's very interesting and something that I probably don't want to see for the rest of my life. Very, okay. very concerning. But you had a nice time. It was a lovely time. Uh, lovely country. Couldn't recommend it more. Bangkok was, was fantastic. Yes. Um, Phuket a little bit sleazy. Then went to the PP Islands, Co PP Islands, which. Um, was lovely. It was a wedding there. It was a. Where the, do you remember the beach? Have you ever seen the beach with Leonardo mm. DiCaprio? Yeah. Do you remember the, the soundtrack? Take um, me to the beach. The... <laughs> I can hear it calling <laughs> you. Right. That one. Yeah. Um, that was filmed in just uh, just um, next to the Kopi Island. Oh, that that beach. So it was on the it was on the thing, and then all the tourists went and, and ruined ruined it. it. Ruined and now, it, now it's now it's out of limits for two years, unless you give them a few hundred bar, you know, little backhand, and you can uh, get on it. And you did. Oh, of course I did. You know what I mean. So nice. It was, yeah, it was beautiful. Very nice. Very nice. So um, 
you know, we didn't have a podcast two weeks ago. Obviously, it was international break. We didn't have a podcast last week because, um, well, I miscounted, and that would have been the, that would have been this one would be the hundredth one. So we had to kind of like delay a week. <laughs> uh, no, I was away as well. So um, yeah, how the devil are you? How's how's things? Are you deflated? Good. Are you happy? Are you good? I mean, you know, uh, first of all, kudos for you, um, sport, Midlands Sports Journalist of the Year, Friday night, we were at the, uh, the Black Tie Do, you're smiling at me, I know exactly what you're going to come up with next. No, nothing. But, um, it was a lovely, no. it was a lovely award ceremony, um, congratulations to you, that, that's Midlands Media Sports Journalist of the Year. That's right. And M&A Media Sports Journalist of the Year. M&A is the company we work for. Yeah, so the... what's next now, National Sports Journalist of the Year? Um, the BBC Sports Personality of the Year, Mr. Tim Spears? Galaxy. Sports Galaxy, I think Gans- so. Yeah, yeah I yeah. want to win the Galaxy Prize. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you pushed off a fair few bottles of of, of vino. You were champagneing it. To celebrate. You had the cigars out. There were, I mean, you expect ex- acceptance speech went out easy for me to say a bit too long. There were a couple of tears. I know that. You know, you were quite emotional. It was a great night for you. Congratulations. Are you trying to get back at me by making stuff up now, which isn't quite as, isn't having, quite as good as the stuff that I was making up. You having a giraffe? Well, you had time to think about it. I'm just off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a good night. It was a very good night, very honoured to win, very honoured to win, and very privileged, and a very nice evening. And most importantly, mm. as a true a footballer would say, uh, the most important thing was that we won Paper of the Year. Yes, uh, yes all, very much all, so. All about the team. All about uh, the team. You know, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter about the accolades I get, it's all about the team. It's all about the team. That was the most important one, I really enjoyed that we won that, I was delighted. <laughs> so, that was the um, one that I wanted to win. Uh, Judah's, um, I've known Judah for a while now, I say he's not the best at hiding his emotions. And because uh, Judah was up for digital uh, sports, no, digital journalist of the year across news and sport. And uh, obviously, we're all hoping he won and um, sat on the same table. And uh, as soon as it was uh, announced that he hadn't won, in fact, it was highly commended, which I thought was very impressive, but Judah didn't. Uh, when, when I turned to, because basically, you've got your six nominees, and then they announce who the two highly commended people are before they announce the big prize. And uh, they announced who was highly commended in Judah's awards. His little face pops up on screen. I was staring intently at you. Oh, he was, he was literally so didn't, um, didn't even look at the screen. If, he just, if only it was like the Oscars where they've got a camera on <laughs> each nominee. This guy was livid. Absolutely livid. I'm sorry, but I'm, I mean, congratulations to the young lady who won. I was really pleased for her, but I mean... No, I just thought you were saying after. <laughs> I mean, oh, come God. on. I mean, what's happening there? I mean, I should have absolutely walked that. I'm not... <laughs> Oh dear! Second is first loser, Tim, in my book. Quite, you quite. Know. No, it was good. Uh, a good, a good night out by all. Mm. Had a few little drinks, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We went on. I mean, you took me to a hovel of a place. Oh mate, it's oh, good. Oh mate, in there. it was a hovel of a place. Really? Well, we went to what was the area called that I've been to? Mosley. Mosley in Birmingham. So you went to this place first that was lo- that was closing. So that was a great start for you. What was it? What what pub was that? Oh, I can't remember the name. But we ended up next in the Prince of Wales. Yeah. Uh, notorious uh, in a good way student place always very really? yeah, Ropey. great crowd Ropey. you left you went to the toilet <laughs> left me for two minutes and some random was talking to me oh, yeah, oh the, one, the one with, with, no, with teeth. no teeth yeah oh, crazy teeth I was like just pulled <laughs> and then I'd only seen her from behind at this point um, and then and then walk around, gappy teeth. Oh, gnashes. Uh, quite. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I knew as soon as I walked in there, uh, I love it in there, proper proper pub, great bar, great mm. atmosphere. Mm. Uh, as soon as I walked in and smelt the place, <sighs> I knew that you just didn't want to be there <laughs> at all. I said, what gin have you got? And the woman just looked at me going, <laughs> you get a choice, do you know what I mean? Like, you've got Gordon's, mate. And I'm like, what, you not, no, no Tangeray, no, you know, no little bit, no Bombay Sapphire. 
Uh, I was happy not to get spit in my drink, to be honest. I mean, if it was a clean glass, I'll take that. And it was, it was, it was semi-clean. Well, I had a good time. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad for you. Well done. Congratulations again, Tim. No, we all, we all, we all love you. We admire you, and and, and heart held, heartfelt um, congratulations from myself. Should we talk about Wolverhampton Wanderers? We're eleven and a half minutes in. Oh, Actually, let's not. We were terrible. Let's not talk about it. I tell you what, that was that Friday night was the start of a huge weekend. A huge weekend. Oh, this is this is. Oh yes, yeah, so you had house party. House party on the Saturday. Night. On the Saturday next, the game was on the Sunday. Yeah, house. I mean, this guy came in. I mean, you you, you do um, you do condemn me for coming later than you sometimes, but I say that this season so far, I've, I've arrived earlier than you more often than not. I was You're, very late. I mean, now you've um, now obviously you've won these accolades. I feel like you know you can take um, liberty with with your arrival times. Um, and none more so than Sunday. But when I heard what happened the night before, uh, I understood, um, well, why. It's incredible. Some of the pictures you've just shown me, incredulous. I probably shouldn't repeat what happened either. Well, not some of it, no. Definitely no. not. No, no, no. But, I mean, just, there was a lot of alcohol drunk. There was a house party. Um, didn't get my invitation, which was great. <laughs> and honestly, I didn't come. get an invitation. wouldn't have come. Uh, Alana was still in Thailand. You wouldn't have come. I would have come. A house party. It'd be huge. Personnel who were there, I don't come. <laughs> Wolves chat, Wolves chat, on we go, Wolves chat. Right, um, so um, Wolverhampton Wanderers 3, Huddersfield nil was the score that we all predicted and hoped, and it wasn't, it was an absolute disgrace. It was one of the worst performances I've seen since probably the Kenny Jacket days of nil-nil boring draws at home. It was it was horrible, it was cold, it was wet. Wolverhampton Wanderers nil, Huddersfield 2. Tim, I normally go hot on what we're talking about, uh, we, we, we've talked on Facebook Live about it, uh, we talk um, um, three up, three down. I'm going to give you one up and three down. One up. Who was your one up of the day? The only man who did himself justice was Connor Cody, mm. who I gave an eight out of ten for in the player ratings. But they I conceded thought, two I, th- I thought I might be slated here, but nobody disagreed. He was superb. And as I said in the post-match video, if every player um, kept to his standards, both in terms of performance and mentality... Professionalism. Uh, then Wolves would have trounced them because he was uh, he was superb and he's been Wolves' man of the match for the past two games. I had him I had him as best player at Arsenal as well. He was mm. unbelievable that day. So um, yeah, Gareth, if you're watching, yeah, absolutely. Um, so right, give me the three down because you know this, this was a a worrying performance. I would say in in more ways than one. But let's can you can you give me three down first? Who who was your mo- your three people who really worried you on the day? Blimey, I mean, where to start? Mm. Who worried me? Jamatino worries me. Uh, a bit of a weird one from him because I was looking at the stats after. Uh, it complete, he had uh, 20 passes of which he completed every single pass. Yeah. 100% pass accuracy. I don't remember how many of those went forward, which is obviously a bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was taken off after an hour against Spurs. Um, I don't think he lasted the 90 at Arsenal. And he was taken off at half-time against Huddersfield. So that's three in a row. Um, when was the last time he played well, would you say? Uh, the Man United? No, I would say Crystal Palace, the last game that Wolves won. And it's no coincidence for me that him and um, Neves have gone off the boil in recent weeks. Yes, they are being targeted, but and there's an argument for saying they need three in midfield, which won't happen. But still, um, his, perform- his performance is way down. He's not influencing games at all. Him and Neves need to get a grip because that's the key to Wolves' um, current woes, I think. So hauled off at half-time. Um, this decorated footballer, absolute genius player. Do you think that that um, shows that potentially he could his place could be in jeopardy going into Cardiff? I mean, it shows that, that Nuno will do whatever he wants and is not bothered about um, egos or star names or or whatever. Did you agree with Which pulling him good. up at half-time? Uh, <laughs> 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 
happen for a long time. Oh dear. Um, oh, good. <laughs> that's a good one, that is. <laughs> Depends who did it, really. But <laughs> did, you, oh, did you agree with his substitution, Tim? Um, yeah, so something needs to change. Something needed to change. Yeah. If it's him or Neves, Neves has got that ability to do something special from long range or free kicks or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's, yeah, he's been well below par, and I say his place is in jeopardy. For right, Friday. so Moutinho down. Uh, give me another one. Who's another candidate? Crikey. Uh, I'll say I'd group the wing-backs together okay. and say neither of them did their Enough. jobs properly. I mean, mm. Doherty, who suffers a bit because he... And he does kind of slump his shoulders. That's just the way that he just is. His posture, yeah. Just the way he is. And um, but equally, he, he did switch off for that first goal. Um, <laughs> fans so quick to jump on his back, which I cannot stand. Yeah, that, that, that um, I find that very very. All strange. he needs is one bad game. We saw Leicester mm. away when he scored the own goal. Mm. They were crucifying him, and then ever since then he's been flavour of the month, and everyone's loved him. They crucify him in Never. Bang, they crucify Never for a bad game, would they? Willie Bolly was dreadful. Yeah, awful. Yeah. He was so lax on set pieces, crazy. But no, the fans have got their favourites, which is always going to happen. But it does annoy me. Mm. Um, but no, he he had a poor game. Vinagra. This is a big. This is going to be a big theme of the next five weeks. Now he's got to step up, and I know he's nineteen, and it's a big ask. But um, he was he was below below the standards that he needed to be at. Um, you can forgive him because it's his first game and nobody around him played well. Yeah. It doesn't help. Yeah. If if Wolves are coasting and sure. get, and giving him the ball in great positions in space, for him yeah. to do his thing, yeah, whip it in, he yeah. got to the byline a couple of times. But he needs to step up and contribute more mm-hmm. definitely. So um, otherwise, Ryan Giles, get, get your boots on, lad. Because, really, um, you think that quickly? Yeah. No. yeah? Well, potentially. I mean, he was so good in pre-season. Would he do that though? Would he, so would he, good. He I mean, wouldn't throw him in, would he? He wouldn't throw him into a, to a game, surely. I mean, I, I like the lad. He's, he's been, been well, fantastic. He's been, throw, he's been throwing Gibbs White in. So, so yeah, he has, but he hasn't really. He hasn't even featured on the bench, really, has he? Do you know you're not in a Premier League no, because game anyway. There's been room for him because of Vinagra, but now. Otto's out for six weeks. Vinagre steps up. If he's not up to it, so you say you, you say Vinagre has a stinker against Cardiff to get beat. You think that Ryan Giles could be in against Chelsea at home? I can't see that. I'd be amazed. I don't know. Nuno shows faith and likes that faith to be rewarded. He's training with the first team regularly mm-hmm. all the time, especially now that Otto's injured and yeah. they do their eleven v eleven. Yeah, training yeah, yeah. Constantly with the first team. He was brilliant in pre-season. There was um, Wolves um, backroom uh, staff member said to me. Uh, someone, an opposition uh, manager or coach, came up to them after one of the pre-season friendlies and said, um, "This guy's amazing. He's going to win your first team this year." Uh, to which they replied, "No, be nowhere near it," and they couldn't believe it. Mm. Um, and he did have a great pre-season. He's got a great temperament from one of from yeah. one of relatively little yeah. I know of him. So um, I'm just uh, I'm not advocating for this yet because Vinagra is is a fantastic talent, um, but he's he's definitely got to step up because he's got he's got a six week audition here. And if he's not up to it, they'll find someone who is. Look, I mean, we, we haven't really discussed it. We're good to discuss it because obviously it's, it's old news now. But with Johnny Otter, they've been very lucky with injuries. We knew this was going to happen. This is what they didn't, they didn't, they, they didn't, you know, sort that, sort it out and fill that void. And this is exactly what the problem is now. And if they do lose one more, then they're in big, big trouble, aren't they? Yes, they do. And they did try and bring Zinchenko in. And for a number of reasons, that fell apart. And uh, fair play for them to not panic buying because they're, they're, they're good at that. We'll say the recruitment's good and they don't panic buy. And I don't think they will in January either. But um, but yeah, wing backs has been an issue, and yeah, if Doherty was to get injured, it'd be it'd be carnage. Okay, one more down. Give me another one, last one. Take your pick. Oh, uh, Cavalera was absolutely <sighs> dreadful. Yeah, he just had one of those games. The ball was bouncing off him every time he had it. He gave it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, did nothing in the final third. He just had a stinker of a yeah. match. Yeah, Everybody Brute in the ground could see it. Yeah. 
Um, and no surprise that he didn't come out for the second half, which is such a shame because he was so damn good at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of pinpointed him as, as the man who can make the difference yeah. in, in the final third. Yeah. So he's a finisher, isn't he? Hopefully he can uh, get that back at Cardiff if he, if he starts because he couldn't have any complaints if he was dropped. Well, you want, uh, I mean, that, he's the one you want one on one temperament wise. What you do want, don't want apparently is Raul Jimenez because, yeah. I mean, wow, that was uh, that was pretty embarrassing. It was it was infuriating. Um, it was a crazy moment. Um, Feel sorry for him for the stick he gets. Uh, Wolves have scored 12 goals this season. He's been involved in eight. Uh, five assists and three goals. Um, I love what he brings to the team, but bloody hell, I don't know what on earth he was doing. But look, look, Wolves are 11th in the table, Tim. They were 11th oh, in the I, table. Yeah, and I was saying him and his, he was 1.8 centimetres from scoring. Yes, he was. And then he'd be flavour of the, I don't, I don't, of the day. I don't really have that. I don't really take that into consideration. Like, it wasn't a goal, so what's the problem? You know what I mean? Like, it's not a goal. Hmm. Same, same could have happened to, on the well, other side. Yeah, what I'd say was if there was no goal decision system, it probably would have been given because it looked in to me. Yeah, but there is, so... I'm just saying it's fine margins and he, he didn't have the worst game in the world, but obviously everyone will will rightly point to what he was doing when he was through on goal. Uh, play 13, won four, drawn four, lost five. Uh, goal difference of minus three, 16 points. Uh, only three points or four points away from Bournemouth away in eighth. And you would th- say that Bournemouth have had one of the most incredible starts to a season for a long time, you know what I mean? So it's not all doom and gloom. No, the, the, God, the, no. You know, people, the, but the pack are catching up, as you would expect, um, going on one of these runs. It does show as well that they're still 11th on the table, what an incredible start it was, and those expectations were astronomical. Now, you know, what is a good season for Wolves, would you say now? Hey. Is, it, is, it, <clears throat> is 17th a good season for Wolves, Tim? No, no, not after the start they made, and not where they are now, and not given the money they've spent and may spend more in January. Um, it's unfortunate, really, if you're going to map out the season, you'd have placed a couple of the wins in the last couple of games and a couple of defeats early on and even it out, uh, in which case everybody would be, be very happy with everything that's going on at the moment. But because they've had this, um, what, what, they lost one of the first eights, is it? And now this yeah. this run, yeah, everyone kind of focuses on, on the here and now, obviously. Uh, and this is, this is the football age we live in where your recent results are all that matters. So um, there is a lot of doom and gloom around. I tried to kind of address that in a comment piece this week, just saying, look, Nuno, he's not going to change formation. He's not going to go four four two at Cardiff away. You know, you've got to be realistic. This guy will not change his philosophy for anybody. And there's a lot of questions that I'm sure will come to um, yeah, um, about about formations and changing in tactics, etc. Plan Bs, so and so. Definitely. But what I would say is, if you really think about it, is this manager good enough for Wolves? Of course he is. Are these players good enough for Wolves in the Premier League? I would say everyone would say yes. They need a couple of tweaks in the squad. Mm-hmm. But bloody hell, this is such a talented group. Yeah. And it must be remembered at all times that it's a young yeah. group. And they are learning and Nuno is learning. Mm-hmm. And there will be teething problems. There will be. And they're going to get very physical against Cardiff. And we'll talk about that later on. Because, you know, they've got to grow up pretty quickly in this league. They have. But, no, I, I know. But it's just, it just feels all, it's all a bit melodramatic to me. Like, they went to Arsenal in their penultimate game. And they played Arsenal off the park at times for about an hour. They were by far the better team. Arsenal just had that one spell in the middle of the second half. But they were they could have won four one that day. They really they were so so good. And I know they didn't win. And I know they, they, it's all about the last game. Yada yada yada. But everyone's just got to have a little bit of perspective. Mm-hmm. Albeit they really need to get some at Cardiff on Friday because <laughs> if Cardiff win, then Wolves will start looking over their shoulders. They will. Is, they, they, is... they need to, they need to, these, I've seen some people talk about a must-win game. It's absolutely not a must-win game. I hate those must-win all huge games. It's not a must-win, but no, and it's, uh, for, for, for the momentum point of view, look, they can go there and win that game. There's absolutely no, no doubting that. 
but I think they really need just for the confidence and just for just um, you know for the psyche just get a point I, at least. I think mostly because December's the busiest month of the season. There's a lot of games coming up. If they head head first into December, uh, having lost five out of six games with Chelsea at home next, New, a resurgent Newcastle away after that, and then Bournemouth and Liverpool, and then Fulham away who will improve, and then goodness Spurs me. away who goodness obviously me. very tough. Then then you're looking at yeah exactly yeah. goodness me so. Um, so they could definitely do with the result of Cardiff. Okay, so um, look, um, we're 20 minutes in. We've got so many questions we've been away for a couple of weeks. Can so you, many emails. Can you stop eating? I've got one more sushi to go through. Just okay. Leave it, okay? Um, loads of questions, loads of emails. The majority of the rest of the show will be dedicated to those two things. And we'll obviously preview Cardiff. We'll talk to you about that little thing happening next Thursday as well. But we'll start with emails, Tim. You've got, so, thank you so much. I tell you what, I love. I really enjoy seeing an email pop up, and it's it's a podcast one. I always enjoy reading them because I, I delete all the rest of them from work stuff, whatever. But I always love the people who are who send in emails. There's some great ones this week and over the last couple of weeks, Tim. If we don't get to yours, me and Tim will try and reply privately when we get time. Um, but Tim, you've got plenty to start us off with. What was your favourite one? I'll start with that one. Um, I like the I like the one with um, by who was it by well, again? Charlie desk, Charlie yeah. Hunter. Okay, Hunter. there we go. Right, very good. I can't remember the individual names, man. Of course, enjoy the, enjoy of course, the Nathan. Of course, of course. Go on. So, a bit of a recurring thing from the last couple of podcasts. People will remember Charlie Hunter, who um, took a picture of himself. Oh no, sent us picture of himself uh, in his uh, gym room, saying he always listens to the podcast whilst. Um, that was so loud for the listeners. I'm so sorry for the listeners. What? But Judah just opened his can if right from the microphone. If you've fallen asleep, then you woke up now. You listen to the email. <laughs> right, okay. Anyway, uh, a picture of Charlie saying um, he always works out in his basement while he's to the podcast. Uh, a couple of relatives got in touch and debunked that theory mm. and said he's most likely in a bacon sandwich. To which uh, Charlie's come back to us. Oh, he's hi, back. Hi, Joey Bats and yep. Tim. Joey Batista. Uh, in episode 97 uh, of the Fitness Motivating ENS podcast, <laughs> both of you asked me to come back at you. I'm happy to oblige. Um, Joey B asked yep. for photo evidence showing me flexing muscles. That would be nice. He asked what kind of weights I'm using, mm-hmm. what exercises yep. am I doing. The answers are free weights. Oh, nice. That's the best way to do it. Core and strength. All, all of the above except he doesn't eat bacon sandwiches. Oh. Joey Batts said he was inclined to take my word for it and to accept that I am bang in shape. Yeah, I do, yeah. I think, I think he's toned. Tim opined uh, that two emails from young reprobates was <laughs> damning evidence and that he was calling me out. Attached is a photo taken in said oh. basement next to a Molyneux photo of Bully and yours truly. Uh, now I ask you, are you going to believe photo evidence direct from me or an email from a young guy who for the last few months has been living in Peru where, as we all know, the air is rarefied oh, and the coca bands. leaves are plentiful? Family Bants picture. Uh, I have got it. I saw tw- it. Tweeting out yeah, decent, to be fair. podcast. Decent, de- decent physique. However, the plot thickens. Oh, Peter Seeley. Peter Seeley from we, Montreal. Is this, an, is this an audio book, is it? <laughs> Dear Tim and Jerry Bats, while I'm uh, while an Arsenal fan, I hope you'll forgive me for writing. Wow. Personally, because of our best efforts to gift Wolves all three points mm-hmm. recently. And secondly, because of the information I'm happy to share with you about Charlie Hunter from Calgary or Calgary. Which is where? Who's from? Alberta. Yeah, where's who, Who's from there? Charlie Hunter. And also a very famous wrestler. Uh, the Rock? No. Who did I just get a message from? Stone Cool. Ironically. Stone Cool Austin. Stop it. Brett the Hitman Hart. Ah. Peter Seeley. I says, I've known Charlie since I was very young. He coached my football team. And I want to share three things about you with him. Okay. One, he's quite smart. He was a Rhodes Scholar at Oxford. 
Fair play. Love that. I don't know what that means. Well, obviously you don't. You uh, don't finish school. That's two, two. He probably does work out while listening to your podcast. Last summer, he bicycled all the way across Canada with his wife, Wendy. B- bicycled or biked? Uh, bicycled. I'm reading this out verbatim. Uh, number three, he encourages criminal activity amongst the youth. Uh, when I was quite young... Is this a positive? Charlie wanted to know the score of the England-Germany Euro 96 semi-final, yeah. which he'd been unable to watch live. Okay. Knowing I was out for the evening, he sent the smallest person on the under-13 team he was coaching through the milk door... Not sure what that is. ...in my house no. to remove the video cassette recording of the match from my VCR, depositing it in the mail slot the next morning. So there you go. Very good, very good. There you go. Fair the play. plot thickens. Yeah, we'll look forward to, to, to next um, episode, episode four. Yeah, Charlie Hunter. Episode to be fair, four. when they, when when they kill off the podcast after hundred because we've been we've been shut down, this might be what we're going what we're going to have to resort to. <laughs> uh, a very nice email from David Young in Crete, who's been such as before. Uh, he sent us a photo of him uh, olive making, I think, in Crete. Yeah, olive making. Um, Yes, I'm trying to send you a photo of me listening to the podcast while I'm harvesting olives in oh, Crete. Oh, okay. No, he's not making them, he's harvesting them. I went to Crete recently and, and saw some olives being uh, making. That was quite good. Um, what? Uh, and yeah, I'll, again, another, another picture to sweet out with the podcast. So thank you very much, David Young. Oh, it's nice. You had five paragraphs there. You got like 11 seconds of your time. I know, but I've got 11 minutes. I know, I know, here. I know. I was going to try and move you on, but carry on. Jack Tilly. Oh, hello. Tilster. Hello, Timothy and Nathaniel. Is he related to Jennifer Tilly? Long time. First time emailer. I've spent the last few months introducing my girlfriend to your podcast. I'm glad to say she's now a listener. Is she? What name? Doesn't say. Picture? Doesn't have one. Oh. Uh, he wants to tell us that he spent a day last week on a 540 mile round trip from Las Vegas to the Grand Canyon via the Hoover Dam in a Mustang convertible oh, that we hired. I love that crack. Uh, we'd saved a few podcasts to listen to on the journey. Uh, unfortunately, we've saved nowhere near enough of them for the nine-hour round wow. trip, but it made the trip more enjoyable. Oh, that, so who's, who's that again? Tilly. Jack Tilly. La, from, I love from, that. From Lichfield. I wonder, where, wonder where, where you, where's your favourite Vegas spot, Jack? I'm a Bellagio man myself, but we'll see. Get Darren May, one of our regulars. Oh, uh, yeah, Darren. Darren Dazza. May. Uh, he oh, sent emojis me, on this. He sent me a ditty. Um, a ditty. In a very, very kind uh, recognition of uh, my award. Oh, yeah. Do you want to read it out? I do remember this. Um, Go on. To the song, to the tune. You can hold the tune. I'm sure others can give you improved lyrics, but here we go. Congratulations. Uh, Timothy had a dream. No, no, no. no. Come on, thing. Timothy had a dream. Come on, give me. Well, you, you no, 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 no. Go, you go oh, I'm it. not going to sing it. To write the f- Timothy had a dream to write the football scene with Express and Star employees and Jude a part of his team. Just drop him a post. He may just reply. Tim writes Wolverhampton and a wanderer till the end of time. Started better than it finished, but you had to go. <laughs> Cheers, Darren. Cheers, Dazza. Uh, this one is far too long and deserves our attention in a couple I've of weeks. Wowzer! Dissertations. Um, oh, um, yeah. Really sorry, Michael Evans. That'll have to be, more have to be next time. Are you, yeah, you going to read it next time? Next time's the, the podcast. Um, Give the guy a summary. Come on, you can't just say that. You can't mention his name and then say we're moving on. It's too. Uh, I'll get into it in a minute. Wow. Uh, Kieran Hughes. Oh, Kizet. One of our regulars again. Is he coming to the podcast? I think he is, actually. Uh, he can't. He's gutted. He can't oh. make the live poddy. Oh. Um, so the gamble failed. If you want to know what people were doing while listening to the podcast, I listened to the last one to fill part of my 12-hour tattoo session, getting five tattoos. Five tattoos in 12 hours? Wow. Shall we get a tattoo? 
Next email. I'll, uh, get, I'll get your face if you get mine on your cheek. <laughs> Three to go. Paul Mansell. Undoubtedly. Send us a piggy tattoo, please, Kieran. Undoubtedly, there'll be lots of questions about how we managed to perform so poorly with and without the ball uh, against Huddersfield, especially after demonstrating the complete opposite against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. What's beginning to concern me is the total lack of threat from set pieces. Very good point. We seem to have no originality or creativity. We could take a leaf from Southgate's preparations for the World Cup. The delivery seems to hit the first man every time. Mm. Are there any stats that bear this out? I'm sure there are. Uh, Costa, Matinho, Gibbs-White. Yeah. All Gibbs giving them a go yeah. and all failing miserably. Uh, it really frustrate me set pieces when they can't make the first man. These are professional footballers. I mean, come on. Well, especially when you've got Willy Bolly and Ryan Bennett who mm. can head a ball. But the, the uh, problem well. is, Tim, is that the delivery that's coming into the boxes the majority of the time when it does pa- go past the first man is loopy. There's no whip on it. Mm-hmm. There's no pace on it. That's what you want. That's when, you know, even if you don't head it away, you might hit a body and then, it, you know, there's a scramble in the box. It's very easy for defenders to defend against. Completely agree. Completely agree. Simon Brown uh, always catches up while listening overtime at home before the match. Certainly brightens my day. Oh, now, man. a discussion point. If Wolves continue to struggle for results, and heaven forbid, continue to slide towards a relegation zone, mm-hmm. at what point would Nuno's position be called into question by our owners? Fulham have already dumped Jukanovic despite his success last season. Uh, our owners have already shown they're prepared to change managers when bad results start to build up. Zenga, and you'd add Lambert into that as well. <coughs> Kenny Jacket didn't last long. Could Nuno's stubbornness in sticking rigidly to plan A ultimately cost him his job? Uh, also, will the big 100th podcast be edited down before being added to the ENS Wolves page? Yes, it will. <laughs> it certainly will. Live, absolutely. Yeah. Well, he, he's going to say, is it, is it just for the live audience or is it going to be? It's for the. the oh people... no, no. Sorry, he is saying that. He's saying, is it going to be edited out or is it a warning for all those easily offended? No, no, no. The 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 profanities. If there are any profanities on the night, we're not going to be. Um... Still a PG 12, 15 ish, 18 ish audience. <laughs> um, they will be edited out for a bit more PG for when we put it out there, for sure. Um, in answer to your question, Nuno, I mean, he's, he is stubborn, but also he's, he's, he's got his convictions, he's got his moral convictions. And I think they'll either be the making of him or, or, or it will cost him in the end. But I would think it'd be the former at the moment. I agree. I think he's got a lot of sway at Wolves at the moment and what he's done, hasn't he? And his backroom oh, he's staff got time. And, people and, 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 and the owners as well. He's got a load of time. We know how ruthless they have been, but he'd have to he'd have to be in the bottom three. I'm going to say, he'd have to, for me, they'd have to get relegated, wouldn't they? They'd have to be in, da- no, they'd have to be in danger of relegation oh, you think this that season. Could they cannot afford to be relegated. No. Bloody hell, they've spent so much money. No. They cannot afford and they won't be anywhere near relegation. to be relegated. They won't be anywhere near relegation, Tim. So in answer to the question, I think he'd have to be in bottom in the bottom three, mm-hmm. and he won't change his ideas. Mm-hmm. But you know, look, I mean, fair why play. Ranieri came in; he's got a win already. You know, these teams that were thought might be cut adrift, Cardiff got wins. They're all catching up, aren't they? Oh, they'll all improve in the mm-hmm. second half of the season. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to be that team on the slide. You always want to be that one that's you know. Yeah, I think I think we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. I, I don't think I don't think we're in, any, right, in right. any. No, I just I think Wolves are looking at the top half still, not not the bottom three. Mm-hmm. For me, but it will we'll get to that stage. Like I said, if Cardiff, if Cardiff beat them tomorrow and results go elsewhere yeah. for the weekend, then the gap's down to five points. Sure, 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 sure. But not yet, not yet. Final email: Amar M, A M A R, Amar, 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 like Omar, like Amari, Omar, the wire, 
Uh, what? No, why oh, have I seen it? On you. What's it like? Decent. It's unbelievable. Is Hi, Tim and Nathan. For the last couple of weeks, I feel like I've had withdrawal symptoms due to no podcast. Bless you. Symptoms include... Tim's sh- had withdrawal symptoms before, not from a podcast. Shaking, cold sweats, and having to listen to talk radio on the way back from work. <clears throat> Poor sod. Oh, goodness. My questions for this week relate to the Huddersfield performance. All I can say is, what the hell was that? Was it the international break? Was it the weather? I did hear Sky Sports asking Nuno today about the Portuguese players in the winter again. No, they didn't. Give it up, lads. Give it up. Uh, was it Nuno's tactics? Was it Huddersfield playing the game of their lives? What I would say is that I did see some Huddersfield fans saying it was the best performance uh, they've had since they won promotion. What the manager said as well. Uh, or maybe a combination of the above. Many fans on forums are saying that moaning about this is unjust. But it hasn't just started. We haven't won a pal since Palace. Uh, I feel something needs to, ch- needs to change very soon, but I'm not sure what. What would be your suggestions, if any? Finally, do you think Nuno is too stubborn at times? The best managers always seem to know what change, what to change when necessary and adapt to each game. Is this what may prohibit Nuno becoming a world-class manager? Mm. Uh, good so, question. Good question. Yeah, sort of address, addressing both already. He's coming to the pod here, by the way, and he's giddy with excitement. Glad you are. What what I would uh, say is that yes, yes, you've got to be adaptable, but equally, I think the best managers also stick to their guns and stick to their principles. And if you start changing formation and Panicking. as you can did, mm-hmm. I mean, you can have mm-hmm. change his formation and his personnel week after week. And I think that's that's the sign of a bad manager who doesn't know what he's doing. Absolutely, very good. Uh, right, so we've got some we've got some Twitter questions coming up now. But first of all, a little interlude, um, Timothy. Thursday. December the 6th. Oh, yeah. Molyneux, WB1 Bar, 100th episode, our centenary edition of the Wolves podcast. Can you wait? Can you wait? Uh, I wish it was a week later. But yeah, what, just for preparation wise? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's not, though, that, otherwise it'd be 101st. It wouldn't make sense. <laughs> um, so, peeps, I mean, I mean, look, get yourself involved. If you haven't, there are still tickets, but tickets are going to stop. When are they going to stop, Tim? When do we stop selling them online? Uh, we're going to, uh, because we need to know how many people are going to be in there, etc., we're going to stop them a week before, which is Thursday night. So, tomorrow night, this is going to go out, well, this is going out Wednesday afternoon, Thursday night at midnight. They... When, yeah, the 29th of November, yeah. Thursday night yeah. at midnight, we will stop selling that will be stop selling we have about 25 tickets left about 25 tickets left um, before we're sold out so if you haven't got involved if some plans have changed if you are available for the day if some friends want to go then make sure you tell them to go and buy it's only a fiver um, and we'd love to see you there it's going to be Tim it's going to be a great night it is a few things about the night it's going to be very fun it is it's going to be the usual podcast bants yeah, you know, but in live format. In, in live format, it's not going to. Um, we're not going to change what we do. We're going to carry on. We're going to have a fun time. No, we, we, I think. I think we're going to adapt it to the live stage. Yeah, but it'll very much be the podcast you know and love. Absolutely, I don't think that's that. That's why you're coming to it. It's five pound. Um, couple of things, right? So there's going to be about two hundred twenty main seats in the venue. Now we're, we're probably going to have. Um, there's going to be a first come first serve. So if you want a really good seat then make sure you get there early because it's first come, first served. Um, doors open at 6.15. Try and get there at 6.15. I know it's going to be a 7 o'clock start, but if you get there at 6.15, 6.20, 6.30, probably going to get a good seat. Yeah, well, the earlier the get, you get there, you've got, you can go straight to the bar and then you can get a good seat. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. But wherever you sit, you're going to be fine. Yeah, you're going to be absolutely fine, yeah. But if you want a good seat, then you know, make sure that you, if you want to get to the front and, well, not heckle, but you want to see, you think of the action, then make sure you get there. Early. Uh, car parking, Tim, where are we parking? Uh, the North Bank. 
North Bank car, car park, park, which is the main car park. Which is right outside. Straight through, straight upstairs. You'll be you checked in. You all know in. where it is. You'll be checked in by our beautiful team of lovely staff members. Go and get a drink. Go and get a pint. Get yourself sat down and we'll be with you from 7 o'clock. It's going to be a fun one. What are you doing with your, t- you doing with your, your phone? You're fiddling about with your phone. Oh, sorry. Just, just preparing for the rest of the podcast. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Um, massively looking forward to it. It's going to mm. be great to meet some of the people who we've heard from in, in word format but never met face-to-face. Yeah. Um, we'll get to meet as many of you afterwards for a bit of a chat. Bit of a chat, bit of a drink, bit of a glass shot. Of, glass of Malbec. Um, your book's going to be on sale as well? Oh, yeah. So the book, the book, the um, the book, mm. the book. The book of last season. Oh, no way back. The only book you ever need from last season. Uh the, the sequel, by the way, if Wolves do end up getting relegated this season, will be On Our Way Back Down. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, uh, On Our Way Back, the story last season um, will be on sale. Yes. So, but but um, you've got to bring cash. Cash um, only on the night. It'll be £10 if you want a book. Just mm-hmm. bring a tenner. Well, that. bring a tenner. That means something special that's going to be sold as well next to it. Possibly. Just bring some cash. Bring some cash. Bring some cash in the night. Um, yeah, just bring some cash. Uh, it's card at the bar. Mm-hmm. But if you want a book and maybe something else, uh, just bring some cash. Yeah, bring some, and look, ten quid for a book. It's coming up to Christmas. I mean, you've got loads of people from you know Wolverhampton Wanderers, friends and family. Get them a book, ten a happy date. You can go there with twenty quid. Five, five, five are in. Well, you've already paid for it. Ten a book. Five with a little treat and, uh, and and a pint happy days. Well said, Nathan. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Um, and yeah, you can also buy the book online now, which Ooh. is which has come in since Ooh, the last podcast. I think online. there's um, there's a link on the homepage, and also I tweeted one out a few days ago. So buy it online. Should we take some uh, some or questions? From the peeps? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. so excited to see the peeps come for the hundredth. I, I can't. I mean, we'll let you know the numbers when when, when we find when the final. But I mean, I'm so excited to see so many people coming out. It's great. It's All twenty five of them. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. It is. Yeah. Drunken and disorderly atmosphere potentially by the end of the night. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to have a few before we start. You're gonna have to have a few looseners, yeah. Because I'll be nervous. nervous. You will be nervous, yeah. As will you be, I'm sure. I'll be. I'll, I'll definitely be nervous. Um, but hopefully the, the peeps will give us a nice nice ovation potentially. Booing. You're worried about booing. I'm a bit worried about booing, but um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your tomatoes. Oh dear. Twitter question. Should we go with them? Yes. Okay, we've got so many. I want you to to rapid fire. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. It's like you of Curry on a Sunday morning. Rapid fire. Simon Rickards, do you feel it's time we experimented a little? We maybe the introduction of a third man in midfield, maybe playing a bit more three-five-two system and taking the emphasis off Neves and Moutinho. I mean, he has tried it a couple of times. Um, if if uh, if you were at Southampton away last year, that was the example when it worked best. Most of all. Um, you had uh, Ben Marshall and, and then Conor Rohn, I think, in the second half, kind of cutting inside. Uh, who was it? It was Jordan Graham was playing right wing back, and Ben Marshall was the furthest forward of the uh, was one of the three forwards, and he kept cutting in, and it made it three five two, and it worked very well. However, it hasn't worked in any league games yet, and I would be amazed if he changes formation from the off uh, away at Cardiff in such a big game when Wolves beat them away as recently as April playing the system that we will surely see them in on Friday. I know I know exactly what you mean, Sai. I just don't see I don't see Nuno doing it. Okay, Liam Jennings also asking about uh, can we get a plan B? Rob Morris says is Nuno the is Nuno the new Mick McCarthy given the current Wolves stubbornly refuses to change his system even when it's clear we're being overrunning midfield. I mean I just I don't I don't really get all this. It's just his idea worked amazingly for fifteen months. Um it's just a couple of bad performances. It's only Watford and Huddersfield we're looking at here 
They played they played well at Brighton. They had 25 shots. They played very well at Arsenal. And they could easily claim a point against Spurs with a very good second half. So we've seen him say time and again, he will not change his ways. Johnny Millard, in light of Wolves losing Johnny and a number of players dipping in form, is it time for Starburst to change her name back to Opal Fruits? It is. That's the best question I've heard all day. Yes. Yes, I missed Opal Fruits. <laughs> Favourite Opal Fruits for you, man, with the red and purples? Uh, red and orange for me. Oh, are you joking? Orange? You're joking. Red, I would say red, purple, and I didn't mind green, but yellows and oranges are the worst. Just to answer to a couple of questions, if anyone didn't read this comment piece yesterday, <laughs> sorry, Judah. Uh, I interviewed Ian Cathro in the summer, who's Nuno's new assistant, um, has worked with him at clubs in the past. They've known each other for years. And asked him about Nuno, because he, he's seen him firsthand over many years. Nuno has a strength of vision to go through with his convictions, Ian Cathro said. Um, he said there are very few things that can knock Nuno off track and that's as is the case with all the top managers in Europe uh, that's something that comes from inside from your own strength and what you commit to and are convinced of as for style of football he said it's not a materialistic or a superficial thing because it looks nice it's because we believe that's the best way of getting the team the most probability of being in control of the game and winning my point is he's not going to change because they lost at home to Huddersfield. No, I don't, he's not, is he? There's no, there's no chance in a million years he's going to change formation against against Cardiff. Hey, this is Brett the Man Hart, and I got oh. a very special happy birthday shout out for Nathan. I know it's your birthday on November twenty seventh, and I just want you to have the best birthday that a man could ever have. You're a great guy. I am. You've always been a big <laughs> fan of mine. You've been in my corner for a long time. Cheer me on. And for your birthday on the 27th, I want you to know that I'm going to be cheering you on. I yeah. want you to have the best birthday ever. I did. You know, you got two dogs, Baloo and Stitch, that are sending all their love. And everybody wants you to have such a great birthday. Alana and me and the really? dogs are sending all our love to you because you are the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Oh, Brett the Hitman Heart there. Brett the Hitman Heart, Tim Spears. How does that not give you chills right down your spine? The best there is, the best there was, the best ever will be. Brett the Hitman Heart calling me out. Unbelievable. It is chilly in here. Okay. Uh, AJ Chandler, love listening to the potty every week. My question is, is it time to hashtag free Dendonka for the physical game at Cardiff? Hashtag trending free Dendonka. What would you say, Tim? I think it's a very good question from AJ. Where would he play, though? I, I don't know. I, um... Ryan Bennett's position. Do you drop Ryan Bennett? Maybe. Because? Because he was poor. When? Against Huddersfield. Yeah. I, I had enough when he had that 25-yard shot in the first half. Right, OK. Uh, and he was poor against Watford as well. Wasn't great. So you can say the same for pretty much the whole team. Yeah, you can do, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's fine, yeah. yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Dendonka. Uh, yes. 12 million well, quid. It's a very mysterious uh, 12 million signing. quid. It gets more mysterious by the week. I mean, he's obviously. Um, 30 had, million uh, pounds outlay for two plays in the summer, and we've seen one Premier League start between them. Yep, absolutely. I think he's uh, obviously had fitness issues, then Donker. If he's going to come into the team, it's got to be almost now or never time, because if you're, on a, if you're on a run of four defeats out of five, and you've got 12 million pounds worth of a Belgium international on the bench, then if you don't bring him in now or soon, then when are you going to? Mm. So, but you don't yeah, think it's going to be Cardiff? I don't know. It, it, it depends, to me, where he's earmarking him for and where is his best position. Me, I don't know. 
Is he is he earmarking him for Ryan Bennett's spot or Connor Cody's because he can play there or defensive midfield? The most obvious position and the weakest position at the moment is, is defensive midfield. Um, but if I was Roman Sace, I'd be putting my hand up and saying, "Hey, I've played at Cardiff twice before. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what it's all about. I can do a job, mm-hmm. and I can offer you something that the other two guys can't at the moment." So for me, because I don't know anything about Dendonka other than a few bits and bobs, um, I would have. I would say Roman Sace needs to come in on Friday. What a massive start for him. What a massive start if he gets the nod. Dan Mason, do you or and or and you just have any pre-match routines or superstitions beyond raiding the local fish market? And are you pair out in Newcastle on Saturday night before the game? We're on a Christmas do and there's a bottle of Malbec in it for you if you fancy joining Hello, us. see you there. Oh, hello. <laughs> so this is the most exciting he's been all day. Uh, I'm not out the night before. You're not. We're, we're, we're Sunday night, aren't we? We might be staying over. Yeah, Sunday night. Um, what was the original question? Pre-match superstitions or routines? I mean, I always tweet out a map of where I'm going on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I always tweet out tweet out the emoji, trying to get Huddersfield Town into it last game. I always tweet a picture before the game um, of where I am and what time kickoff is. You always get wasted the night before. Hey, uh, there it is. No, <laughs> Um, well, Carson's castle is exactly the same. Should we should we consider bringing Sace back into the eleven? So you kind of answered that one, Tim. Um, I think Rich, so. Rich Martino, are you and Andrew to start? Really going to buy a Costa coffee for all the people above you in the fantasy league? Yes, we are. We're men of our word. That's ah, exactly what ah, we're going to do. Ah. I'm just going to interject there. <laughs> that that we word keep, keeps coming up a lot when you're talking about this. No, no, no. no, no I did not agree it. to this. Yes, you did. Yes, it's you did. A... You improve your place, son, and you're in your in for a penny, in for. 195 to £350. <laughs> uh, right, uh, question from... I'm just going to race through these guys. Andrew Daniel Hipkins, in your opinion, will Wolves take up the €30 million Euro option to buy Raul at the end of the season? He's done very well, in my opinion, but that's fee, that fee seems excessive for the ability. I think, Andrew, the fee could change quite considerably, couldn't it? Do you feel that if there might be a deal to be done, there'll be some negotiation on both sides? <laughs> You're talking like roadrunner, man. That's Slow me. it down. <laughs> um, I would say they wouldn't pay €30 million for Raul Jimenez. Mm-hmm. However, I like him, and I think if Wolves can sign him, they should do. James Stibbs, you'll be massive for less, for less than that. in China this week and Japan. Uh, Tim and Enju to star. The question every Japanese Wolves fan is asking themselves is what should Nuno take from the pattern of performances following international breaks? Ah, now I was, yeah, I wasn't in, I don't do um, post match press conferences anymore this what, season. What do you do, Tim? Because. Um, Normally, it wouldn't be a problem to do Nuno and a player after a match, but it's changed this season. I either have to do players, which is called the mix zone, where you try and grab any player for an interview, or Nuno. You've definitely got the harder job there of the mix zone, Tim, the way things are going. It's very difficult. It's, it, honestly, it's difficult. It's not easy. It's not easy because, as, as we've discussed at length on this podcast, uh, a lot of the guys just don't like doing interviews. Anyway, that I feel that's the best use of me, personally. So I go there, and uh, Joe Edwards goes up to Nuno's post-match. Um and I've got to say, yeah, his comments baffled me a little little bit. Um, there, there is an issue with the international break in that their two worst performances this season have come after an international break. Uh, Watford last month and Huddersfield this month. And as discussed earlier this week, I think there is a case for saying Wolves' work on the training ground is so important because they're so regimented and so repetitive in terms of the shape work that they do that if you take everybody out of that equation for a week and a half, it's going to have an impact on your next match. Mm. However, having said that, Last season's international break, post-matches, they were superb. They beat Middlesbrough 2-1, which we will never forget, ever. Shut up. Uh, and they beat Villa 2-0, again, another memorable performance. Easy for you to say. They hammered Burnley 1-0 uh, in September with 30 shots or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. One-way demolition. 
Um, that was after an international break. So for Nuno to use it as an excuse already after only two games yeah. was a, is a little bit um, cheeky, I think. Jay Burr, give me a reason to be hopeful moving forward, Tim. What can the midfield do to get back on track? Interesting one. It's, it's one for Nuno to sort, isn't it, really? He's got to give them some assistance in the fact that they were overswamped and overrun by Huddersfield in last weekend. And tell you what, the amount of teams that are going to watch that and do the same... You won't get Man City, Man United doing it because mm. they've they've got the 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 players to to beat Wolves, whatever formation yeah. they play. Maybe not Man United these days, but you know what I mean. The lesser teams will do it. Maybe he needs to change it up. Maybe he needs to change it up. Gibbs White's done very well off the bench. Sace is an option for me. Dendonka's yeah. another option. Um, use them if Martinez's mm. not playing well. Rest him. Mm. We we said when he signed he wouldn't play all thirty eight matches. For sure, yeah. So maybe this is one he misses out and plays Chelsea. Makes sense that. Mm. Absolutely, and Chelsea yeah. at home is probably a great game for Mutini. So you want, you definitely want someone like Mutini in that team. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Would it make any difference that um, that Neves is on four yellow cards as well? I mean, you don't want him to miss no. that Chelsea game, but no. Okay. I, no, you can't pick. And, every game is important. You okay. can't pick and choose which one he misses. Carl, uh, although we'll you... get booked at Cardiff, I will tell you that for free. <laughs> a few, few tackles fly around. I'll tell you what, if there's a bet on that again, never is booked at Cardiff. Uh, Carl, what did Nathan make of the Stephen Avery case? Tim, you've watched it as well. Are you making a note? No, I haven't finished it yet. Oh, have you not? And I don't think any of our listeners will have finished it yet. I don't think we should talk about that. Okay, that's fine. Um, Kathleen Zellner, who is the one who was um, representing Stephen Avery, is doing a talk around the UK. I tried to get tickets, but it was sold out. I'd love to see that. She said, she, you, you, "Is that you trying to get a ticket?" I mean, if she's listening, that'd be great. I'm sure she listens to the Wolves podcast. Um, David Sutton, um, have you noticed people treating you differently since you won your recent award, Tim? I think uh, it's the way. To be fair, David, I think it's the way that he treats other people. Um, it's probably <laughs> you to be asking. Um, um, I've no. Everyone else has treated me exactly the same, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just had a certain amount of bitterness from one individual <laughs> um, who <laughs> shall remain nameless. Oh yes, uh, paper bag over his head. Um, uh, Sean Mitchell, why is Adamatro being used as a central striker? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, interesting experiment. I think. I think we did we, discuss it. I think we both kind of called for it as an interesting option before. Just didn't really work out, and I don't know why you put Jimenez on the left because he's taken his attributes, his key attributes away. Um, and Traore m- might might look alright with someone like Jota feeding down the left mm. instead of Jimenez. But yeah, that was a weird one. Have either of you been in an official in an official fan club, perhaps a Malbec Appreciation Society, Brittany or Little Mix? If there is one. Malbec Appreciation Society. I'll be in it's it. It's called a wine club, Tim. It's called a wine club. Okay. Well, Yates' Yates' pack of six. <laughs> half half a pickled egg and, and, and some some dregs, <laughs> dregs of Carlsberg. Um, you must be in a, in a fan club before Never. when you were little. No, Never. No. No, come on. I was in a, I was in loads of fan clubs. Oh, here we go. Smash hits fan club and stuff like that. No, <laughs> we're not in that. Um, I was I was a ri- in Ring Raiders magazine. Used to used to buy that and get like little Ring Raiders. No, no. Transformers magazine, WWF magazine, not the actual wrestling, the actual wildlife. I was a member there. Got like a cuddly toy back in the day. No um, members. No, 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 no official fan clubs. No, I've been part of a political party as in a member, but a political party. Just a member of a party. A political party? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. As an MP, working under no, an MP? No, as no, as in just signed up to the, gave him a few quid a year and signed up to the mailing list. Did you? Mm-hmm. Well, which, uh, which I'm not going to say. Where you're swinging. <laughs> I'm not going to say because half the listeners will, will not be happy. Oh, should I say what colour tie you wear today? Purple? <laughs> <Monster>. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's you, Kevin. <Kipinis. laughs> 
Is Tim's it? wearing a purple tie. Monster Raven. I was thinking Monster Raven Hill, didn't he? Yeah. As he's used to say, Ray. Let's try saying that on next Thursday night. Monster <laughs> Raven. Ah, um, Luke Brereton, uh, will Nuno... It, I'm, I'm going to say, because people will think it's, might think it's Tories, it was Labour Party, but I'm not a member anymore. Oh, oh. Well, not. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't, uh, no. Politics. Uh, <laughs> politics <laughs> That's as political as we get Goodness in it. Me. Monster Amy Loonies. <laughs> I'm stunned. Uh, Luke Brereton will Nuno and Warnock shake hands at the end of Friday's match Nuno's had some interesting comments today yeah Tim. an interview with Sky Sports today it says they're very good friends uh, apparently <laughs> new to um, Neil Warnock yeah no he did no to be fair if pe- people may remember in May um, it was an award ceremony at the end of the season and they met up and, and um, put it behind them and Nuno says it's totally over and it, and it will be and I'm sure they've. it's all very cordial and, and, and whatever but a tempestuous game on Friday, and that mm. touchline will be interesting. Oh, it will do, and I think I think the, the Wolves bench have been very well behaved in majority of the time this year. That could all go out the door. A lot of things have changed this season. They have been well behaved, mm-hmm. and do you know what I'm missing this season? Go on. I don't think I've tweeted the word filth once. Yeah, you have. I think there was once you Barely. had. Barely. Yeah, very, very. I, yeah. I had to stop myself from tweeting that word last year because it was just it was too much. Yeah, it was too much. I kept People, saying, yeah. kept saying it too yeah. much. Yeah. No, they're not giving me an opportunity no, to. There's Where's the filth? filth? There's, there's no filth. Where's there's the filth? I'll tell where the filth will be next Thursday night. Tell me some filth. Matthew Scrivens, on a scale of passing boulders to euphoric excitement, how are you feeling about the upcoming 100th episode? Spectacular. Booked my train tickets last month, and personally, I think it'll be a hoot. I am. Scribble. I was. Um, oh, Scrivo. Oh, Scrivo's a legend. legend. I hope he's got a problem because he's got to get a train back afterwards. I think he can only be there till half nine, so I hope, hopefully we don't overrun. Or you can just crash at yours. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I, I hope it'll be a hoop. Um, Scrivo. Um, hopefully be. people have a fun time. And if you don't, then you've only paid a fiver. Exactly. Bloody hell, it's such good value. Do you know what I, I mean? I was bricking it at first, but I'm, I'm genuinely hand on heart really looking forward to it now. Mm. I just think it's going to be... Oh, yeah, be it's it's going to be funny. It's going to be good wait. fun. Look, it's not all going to go according to plan, but we're going to make... Uh, we're going to have a few drinks and we're going to have a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we love it that you guys are coming. Uh, George Wibberley, Wibbers! <laughs> And that's why we've got a lot of people coming to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do that one. <laughs> if he's there, is he there? Wibbers, are you there? Let us know. Do, do the players ever give you grief about your player ratings? Yes, they do. <laughs> Thanks for answering that. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf, on my behalf, Nathan. Uh, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, it surprised me. I didn't think they'd, they'd read it, but um, it's happen- it happened in... I thought, I thought it would stop with the new era. As in mm. the Kenny Jacket guys, whatever. Yeah, you can imagine they all read the play ratings. But yeah, it would surprise you. They all read it. They read everything, everything. Mm. They do not miss a trick from, fr- from any paper. You know, the key the key aficionados on Twitter, they don't miss They watch thing. as well. They all send it to each other. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they see everything. Yeah. Eyes and ears. Mm. Uh, ben Woodall, uh, well, he's asking, ben. he's asking what your signing will be Friday My night. pal. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about your, your predicted starting eleven when we go oh, to Cardiff. Okay. Izzy George. Um, Nuno said after Huddersfield that both players and coaches need to improve. Do you believe that the comparable difference between the Premier League and the international leagues have been underestimated? Is it something that simply needs adaptation through further experience? What do you think? Um, I, don't, I don't think there's much of a difference, really. I think it's a bit of an excuse, really. What do you think? 
Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think I agree with that. Mm. Adrian Layton. Is our formation truly to blame with our field being overrun in inverted commas? Or is it just a case of some players needing to play with more intensity, desire and effort? Intensity is, is a good shout. Mm. I think they've lacked that quite a bit in the, in recent weeks, in recent games. Um, the formation was working a treat until a few weeks ago. I don't think that's the problem. I really don't. Spencer Coma. I spent up your coming to the podcast. Power, do you think uh, we are not as good as... Uh, as, as we all first thought, as it only takes a team to flood the midfield and we struggle. It only takes a team, girl. Only takes a team, girl. To lose a match. To, to lose, lose a match. match. What's the question? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you think we're as good as we... Are we not as good as what we first thought, basically? Have we been hyped up a little bit too much? No, because they weren't, they weren't lucky in winning the games that they won. So, mm. um, no. I, I, th- I think they can be far better, to be mm. honest. Okay. I think they're underperforming. Uh, Mike Osborne and Rui Patricio has made some great saves, but he's now consistently conceding, and at least a couple would have question marks against him. Well, Does John Ruddy have a shout, and if so, at what point? I have seen a few uh, John Ruddy in the team uh, tweets. Um, I'd be amazed, because they went to such, such a massive effort to get him in. He is an outstanding goalkeeper. I'd be amazed if he was dropped. He's you not said him. he had no chance that first goal. I mean, I don't think so. He went through a couple of players and was in the corner and hit and hit pretty hard. Okay. The second goal he's got to look at. Mm-hmm. He's organised that wall. Yeah. Um, and Held Costa hung him out to dry on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, he did. Well, I mean, um, exactly. And fair play to Held Costa. I like that. Well, he's got to defend himself, hasn't he? Because everyone thought he was just being a bit a bit dim. So talk to, um, about, talk to him about that wall then. What what what? Because it there was a huge gap. The, the, the gap is there because I think because I think Costa's there in case a man darts off to the mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. there was two players lining mm-hmm. up to take it. Um, but Patricia organises the wall. He's got to be at fault, as has Ruben Neves for turning his back on it, which is unforgivable. And that, that's what Wolves fans hate, right? So first goal, Doherty jogging back. Yeah. Lack of effort perce- sure. perceived, right? Sure. Second goal, Neves turning back. Mm-hmm. La- lack of effort mm-hmm. perceived. Gets smacks in the face. Mm-hmm. Wolves fans, as as the case is most football fans, unforgivable. A couple of things there. And yet Doherty's the one that gets all the stick, yeah. by the way. Yeah. But still, a couple of things that you just got to eradicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Cox, Coxie. Hey, 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 yeah, hey. Coxie. Uh, who is yours and Judah's favourite individual players so far this year and why? I know yours is. Morrigan. Morrigan gives why. Morrigan. My favourite player? Yeah, this year. No? Or Connor Cody? One of them two. Cody would be mine. Cody would be yours, yeah. Mm. I wouldn't say I'd, I, I like Morgan a lot, but I, he's only played well in a couple of games, so I don't know where you got that from. Oh yeah, but you you do like him. You think he's you know you always waxing lyrical about him <laughs> until he came on at half time and did okay, but not great. Uh, I would say um, Cody, Cody, um, oh, Matinho in the early weeks. Mm. I like him and as a lot. Mm. I like Doherty a lot. I like them all. They're all great, but Cody's a one. You need to you need to preserve that for your for your mix zone banter. Don't Who's, you? To... No, no, no. God no, no. Who's that? Mother. Oh right. That's yeah. Okay. Who's yours? I've got a soft spot for Helder Costa. I always have done, and I think um, I it's still harder. <laughs> I still think I still think he's got a lot to give, and I really hope he doesn't lose his place um, for Friday night. No, nah, he won't. I think he's got natural talent and gifted ability, and he's one of those players who can change a game. So, Helder Costa would be mine. Um, right, last question. Um, Bob Dunn. How do you put up with the plethora of numpties that infest WW social media? 
most can barely spell or string a sentence together. Thank the gods for you two and a simple, sensible, pragmatic wolf's friends. First time I've ever, said, ever heard that said before. Mm. Um, you just kind of get you get used to it. You just ignore it. It's it's the same old bilge after a defeat. You just kind of yeah, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. Wolves fans, as any football fans, are extremely passionate. Yeah, it's um, there's some other stuff here. Um, Dave Clive saying, "Why do you keep ignoring this?" That he says that, that he's lazy. Doherty's laziness t- told Tim Spears told you months ago about Doherty's laziness to track back, but instead of taking other people's thoughts on board, you got on your high horse and acted like a smart ass. Why keep ignoring uh, this? Uh, is this abuse of the week? I don't know, it's not a high horse, it's just my opinion. Yes, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. I think um I mean goodness me, Matt Doherty still be one of the first players on my team sheet. Do you know what I would say about um, fans losing the plot and everything mm-hmm. is that Wolves are to blame, really, because Wolves have set the bar as high as you can set mm-hmm. a bar. Mm-hmm. They are aiming for the universe, yeah. and they say, we want to win the Premier League mm-hmm. and be one of the biggest clubs in Europe. And when you say that to a one-club city, an expectant, passionate fan base already, yeah. then if you lose, if you don't win for five games, you've got to expect booze. Take I'm it afraid. on the chin, absolutely. They've set the bar so high, the expectations are ridiculous. This is a common piece here. This, this is a good common piece. <laughs> this is a good common piece. <laughs> Thanks. Um, probably it's a train of thought now. Let me say you set the bar so high that you've got to expect. No, exactly. And do you know what? And I've, I laud them for their ambition. Uh, I've said that many times, but they just keep they just keep saying stupid things. Mm. Um, they're all guilty of it. All of them, Jeff, Laurie, Thelwell, Nuno, not so much to an extent. But Nuno, when always asked what his expectations are for the season, he never says, oh, 40 points on 17th. No. Oh, we'll, we'll just keep it to ourselves, we'll keep it to ourselves. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. So, of course, that's going to feed through to the fan base. And when they lose a few games, they're going to be like, what the hell's going on? So, they've only, if, if they're going to get arsy about fans booing or, or whatever, then they've only got themselves to blame. Tim? Yes. It's time. For... Abuse of the week. Abuse of the week. Abuse of the week. I thought about maybe do, do, we, do we pre-record something so it sounds really nice for the Wolves podcast. Yeah. I don't think I think we just make it like cats on a hot tin roof and we sing it we sing it live. That's what the peeps are coming to see. That's what they pay their five pounds plus ninety eight pence booking fee they, to do. Like you often say to me. Mm. They want it raw. They want it raw. <laughs> raw and uncut. <laughs> Hit me with some abuse, Tim, because this could be fantastic. Uh, have you got any? Uh, well, I think some of it's joint, so I'll go. You, you go for it. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Um, glad, glad, glad you've got it all ready to go. A lot of Albion fans uh, atting me this week um, because they won a game and Wolves have lost a couple. I didn't actually put anything Albion related out. Uh, but some guy called All Things Albion. All Things. <laughs> Shite and... Wow! <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, it's fine. They're all Wolves fans. This yeah, is fine. fine, fine. Um, said, <laughs> said after the uh, Huddersfield defeat, somebody should do go... I do, I, do I have to cut that out? No, it's fine. Okay. No, God, no. Somebody should go and check on Tim Spears, hmm? he said, after the Huddersfield defeat. Oh, right, okay. Didn't at me into the tweet, though, did oh, he? No, he didn't, didn't have no. the balls to no, do that. No, of course he didn't. Uh, a couple of replies, quite a few replies. Um, he's probably sat with the fixtures and a calculator right now, working out what's still needed to qualify for the Champions League. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Um, 
just been confirmed. Brain dead. Wow. Says Jeffrey Morris. Wow. Nick Wortley says the man is an embarrassment <laughs> and a disgrace to journalism. A disgrace. So he can go self-destruct along with his scummy team. Oh, harsh. Uh, Darren Guest says F him. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, Andrew Hood. Mm, hoodie. Uh, he needs a drink as realisation dawns. Oh, yeah, plenty of that uh, before. Don't you worry about Porto that. Porto Hampton are screwed. Uh, Andy Lefevre uh-huh. goes in with, he's probably hanging out the back of his mother slash sister. <laughs> so that was a bit harsh. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, Matt Doherty was... Matt Doherty uh, gave you some abuse as well. Took, uh, a knock in the face was the end of the Arsenal mm, game. Mm, and mm. Um, nasty cut. I saw it on the screen at the time. Yeah. Red eye, mm-hmm. bruised cheek. Pulled out of international duty. Yeah. Therefore, without any official word from the club... Mm-hmm. A fair assumption that he might not have been fit for the Huddersfield game. Which is fair enough, of course. He's got to be doubtful, at least. At least. Yeah. We knew the facts with Johnny Otto. Mm-hmm. Spanish FA put mm-hmm. it straight out. Mm-hmm. after six weeks. Mm-hmm. Wolves, they're a closed shop on these type of things. Sure. Fair enough. But Doherty pulled out of Ireland duty. We're not sure if he's going to be fit no. for Huddersfield. No word. So, when I tweeted out that he was fit, yeah, as you would John do. Holding, oh, Holding went in. Oh, did he? Are you having a bad week or what, Tim? Awful news reporting this week. <laughs> Dredging up fake news, talking about a four-week losing run. Not sure about that. Pretending Doherty was doubtful for Sunday. This is amateurish stuff, mate. You work for the ENS, not HITC. You were the only person in the last week who suggested he wouldn't be fit, Tim. Spinning a tall story all week and then announcing the opposite as news is what I expect from the Sun wow. slash the Mail. I going to say Judah. Express and Star is better than that, mate. Wow. Um, That's staggering. Stuart Burgess replied to the same tweet Uh-oh. saying Doherty was fit. Never doubted it at all. Just express and bullshine. Oh. Stirring it up as usual. <laughs> um, so yeah, bit of a weird one that, uh, and I've got a little bit more which I'm oh, going to pull yeah. up now while oh, yeah, you um, while you tell me what yours is. So Thursday, December the sixth, it is the Wolves podcast live, peeps. We are going to be there from. I thought about... you were doing your abuse. No, I'm, I'm giving the plug of another podcast. Oh, okay. I, haven't got, I haven't got abuse with me oh. not to, to, to hand. Um, please get there early. I must emphasise that because when you want to get a good seat, get a good seat. It is a beautiful suite. You haven't been to the WV One bar. It's a lovely, lovely place. And um, get there, have a few drinks, meet and greet, see all the other Wolves peeps as well. Have a few drinks with them and then get sat down and be ready to go for seven o'clock. Tim? Maybe everyone should wear name tags so they know, because these people won't know how to talk to each other in real life. Yeah. They'll be stood in the room tweeting each other. <laughs> I'm Dave WFC 6438. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> I did that. I had you in that tweet two and a half weeks ago. Oh my goodness, yeah. Uh, so, um, as you very kindly mentioned earlier, I did win a little award last week. Somebody didn't take too kindly to it. Uh-oh. Uh His name is Stephen B at Stephen WBA. I missed this. Oh, uh, no, it sounds see, like it sounds like he's a baggies fan. No, you did see this. Oh, okay. uh, this guy is a, a freelance commercial radio presenter in oh. the Midlands. Oh, fair enough. That's a good standing. Obviously, a bit well-spoken guy. Very nice. Freelance I think it means he's, he's, he's uh, unemployed. Uh, anyway, he um, <laughs> tweeted, you know the, when the media has lost the dressing room, when a man who tweets in capital letters like a school kid when a goal goes in has won an award... And here's the Express and Star celebrating Tim Spears' achievement, spelled incorrectly, a big well done to all. I don't get what he means. 
Well, he's, well he's, it's laced with sarcasm. Well, I know, but I mean, what's, the, what's, his, what's, his, what's his problem? That I should so have. You've lost the dressing room? No, that was a figure of speech. Oh. He's basically saying I shouldn't have won it, and the Express Star shouldn't be celebrating the fact that I've won it. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that's it. <laughs> Good abuse, though. How is Abuse of the Week live going to work? Uh, we'll, you'll we'll, we'll you'll find know. out next week. We'll let the peeps know. Okay, great stuff, right? Friday Night Lights, Tim. Free weekend for you. It's Cardiff City. It is Wolverhampton Wanderers. It's a big game. Um, quiet game last year. Not a lot happened in it, Tim. Very quiet game. Cardiff on a decent run, to be fair to them. I mean, they've, they've definitely improved, especially at home. Uh, won two of the last three at home, including a 4-2 route over Fulham, beat Brighton. Uh, 2-1 and lost narrowly to Leicester City. Um, of course, that was um, the, the game uh, with Leicester coming back and playing, so it was a bit emotionally charged, a bit of a strange atmosphere. So they've definitely won two at last three at home. It's not going to be easy. No, it's not. They are, they are a bit resurgent. I think they've tightened up a bit at the back, and of course we know how motivated they'll be on Friday. They've got a lot of players um, still in their team who were in the team that lost 1-0 to Wolves that famous night, Friday night as well, wasn't it, in um, end of March, early April. Um, so much to come from that game that will carry over into this one. I know it will. Warnock and Nuno will... Studs, studs, pretty much. Well, they'll play it down this week, Warnock and Nuno, but um, but it, they obviously don't like each other. I'm not being funny, they just don't. It's a massive clash of personalities and styles, um, which will show through in the in the way the two teams approach the game on Friday. And set and, off um, early because those fi- first 15 minutes are going to be tasty, I guarantee you that. Well, I remember in, in, the, in, that, in that famous game, uh, 30 seconds in, uh, Connor Cody absolutely did one through Junior Hoyler, pretty much put him in the stands. So um and obviously this is that was a massive game, a title decider effectively at the time. But this is this is equally as big now in the Premier League, big stakes, you know, this is all about staying in the league now. So it's a huge game. There's a lot riding on it. It'll be a great atmosphere Friday night. Wolves have got to work as hard as Cardiff work. That was a real shock shock for me how um off the pace they looked against Huddersfield. They didn't look... that that With 10 minutes to go, Huddersfield started spraying the ball around and the fans were going, ole, ole. And Wolves were just watching them do it. Mm. And that was really shocking for me. You don't expect that from a Wolves team or from a Nuno team in front of your home fans. You're only 2-0 down. Yeah. Scored mm. two in quick succession against Spurs. Mm-hmm. You know They could easily have done the same against Huddersfield, but they gave up with 10 minutes to go. Nuno, from what I'm told, gave them an absolute rollicking after the game. Um, and hopefully that's that kind of that's continued into, into this week because they've got to be up for it. If they work as hard as Cardiff and play as well as they did at Arsenal, then they'll win the game. Of that, I have no doubt. Um, they do have a better team than Cardiff individually, but they've got to show that they have a better team on Friday. So uh, I guess the big question is: Will he make any changes? What would you this, say? This is the $64 million question. I was writing a preview uh, before we started and doing my predicted 11. And it's impossible. D- d- does he say go again to the lads? Uh, does he bring in Saiz? Does he bring in Dendonka? Does he bring in Jota? Does he bring in Traore? Does he bring in Gibbs White, who's doing well off the bench? Does he bring in Bonatini, who knows what the championship's all about and it'll be more of a championship-style game? Does he bring in John Ruddy? You've heard people saying that as well. So there's there's it's a amazing really. There's a case for a lot. And, and you don't want to make a load of changes to a to a, to a settled team at the same time. You don't, but I th- um, the fact it's so soon after the Huddersfield game almost makes me think he's, he'll be tempted to say, "Look, go out there and and put put right what went wrong last Sunday." <laughs> However, but this is this is if this is a, I mean, okay, so Chelsea at home. They're gonna be, I, I understand the whole. Some people are saying they've got a better chance against Chelsea to get points because it's let them play in Cardiff. They're more likely to get three points against Cardiff, so you've got to no, play your best side. 
I know. What he tended to do last year with three games in a week was was pick the same team until until they're too tired mm. anymore, and he doesn't really do that. Oh, okay, I'll drop you this game so you can come in the next game. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that last year. Um, he's used the smallest amount of players in the Premier League. So it's a t- it's he's hard to predict with these. I personally, I think Sace is very close to coming in, um, and he loves and trusts Jota particularly from a defensive point of view, and I wonder if Jota will come in for Cavalero. Really? And those will be the two changes. Because his priority on Friday, his one and only priority will be to keep a clean sheet. I think he'll take a nil-nil right now, and I think we may see the team reflect reflect that. Interesting. Uh, For what it's worth, I think that Sace will come in and that'll be it. I think that'll be the only change. Interesting. It is interesting. Uh, You're going to set off early. I'm going to have to set off really early. Yeah, because I mean yeah. Friday night. I mean the traffic's going to be horrendous in it either way. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. How long did it take to get there last time? Three hours, two and a half. Took longer to get back. Yes, it did. Oh, that's not going to be the same again, is it? Mm, is it going to be the same again? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Going to be fun. Um, <laughs> look, that's the end of the podcast. Next time we will see oh, you. Oh my god. We will see you all in person at Molyneux, you know, WV One Bar. Make sure there's twenty odd tickets left. Make sure you get available because they're going to they're going to sell out tomorrow night at midnight. Yes, and we should also say that for those of you who cannot make it, and of course there are so many abroad who yes. literally just cannot make we it. We do love you. It will be yeah, we do love you, and it will be a podcast on Friday. An edited podcast. An edited podcast on Friday. On Friday, from me, from Tim. Let's get three points on Friday. Have Have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you next Thursday. Take care. Bye-bye.